Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. It is a beautiful Wednesday afternoon right before the holidays and there's not a cloud in the sky. It is ocean blue here in Southern California. Makes me so grateful that I live here and I've been here my entire life, but um, man, this weather, I call it year round motorcycle weather because uh, if you ride in California, you could pretty much ride every day the entire year. I like I like two modes. I like the overcast, gloomy, cloudy, not freezing, but cold day where you just want to write or eat soup and grilled cheese or just have lots of sex. Like you don't want to leave your house. It's very cozy. I love that weather. And then I love the uh, 75 degree uh, breeze. There has to be a breeze. It can't just be dead heat. None of this desert rat bullshit. I don't understand the whole let's go live in the desert. Uh, and I have friends that do, so I I, I respect <laughs> what they want, but I can't do triple digits uh, where you could fry an egg on the sidewalk. I don't, I don't get that. But the 75 degrees with a slight breeze, that is, it's heavenly. Anyway, on today's episode, we're going to talk about infidelity and how to forgive when your partner cheats on you, this is a topic that uh, uh, I get so many questions on. And so I got another question today, and it was, um, I want to really forgive my partner, but uh, how do I, how do I do it? Uh, my partner cheated on me, and uh, I've come to a place where um, I want to forgive. And well, she, the the question wasn't that. That's something that. Sorry, I just made that up. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if uh, he or she came to a place where, um, where where they want to forgive. And this is actually where I want to start. I think the first step is to ask yourself: Are you really ready to forgive? Now, most people skip this step and they just default to panic and what they think they should do. And okay, I'm going to forgive. Uh, but they kid themselves and uh, they kid themselves, 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 themselves. And um, yes, I have a master's degree. I don't I don't know what is going on with me as I get older. Uh, you, you know what it is. I'll tell you what it is. And it's happening right now as I birdwalk. It's the uh, ADD and uh, dicks, dicks, <laughs> the dyslexia and the ADD that is surfacing as I get older. It's so weird. I feel like it was buried. And as I get older, it's surfacing and it's making me feel really insecure because I just, uh, I trip over my words. I like speak in different uh, tense that, that don't make sense. And uh, I feel really dumb. Anyway, step one. Oh, I also have a lisp. Did you hear that? Uh, and, and, and also sometimes my, my voice will go pitch really high and I sound like Jay Leno for like a split second. <sighs> Step one, are you ready to forgive? If you're not, it's okay. Now, this is the other thing I want to talk about. If you're not, 
and you don't know, it's okay. What's important is that you start with your truth, right? So if you're ready to forgive or you don't know or you're not, whatever it is, just start with your truth, right? That's where everything starts. If you don't, things are going to get slippery very fast. Uh, there's going to be a lot of white knuckles and um, resentment and you're going to try to force things. It's going to make you more angry. So ask yourself, are you ready to forgive? If you are, then know that forgiveness is a daily choice. Know that some days it's easy to forgive. It's like grieving, right? Some days it's hard and it's a process. I think a lot of people put pressure on themselves to um, just forgive. I made the decision. I'm going to do it. And then two days later, why am I still angry about this? Oh, you know, I thought I, I thought I chose to forgive him, but I'm still angry. Of course you're angry. You're human. Forgiveness means it's a decision to start the process. So that's number one is to define forgiveness as the decision to start the process and be okay with that instead of um, having a timeline, right? Or like, okay, it's been two years or it's been a year. I'm still carrying this. What's wrong with me? Why am I so angry? Forgiveness also means to process, you know? Uh, many people think like, oh, I'm just going to decide to forgive and it's an internal process. Uh, yes, that's true. But I think it also requires processing and you can only process so much by yourself. So get into therapy. Talk about how you feel and everything that's come up and what the uh, infidelity meant to you or means to you today. Process your decisions and why it's hard. Now, most of it should be done with the therapist and not put on your partner. But I do believe, and this is the, um, the third piece that many, I think, um, may have not heard. I think it's important. I think it's imperative to do this process with your partner. I'm not saying to unload on your partner. I'm not saying to make your partner feel guilty. I'm saying to let your partner know when things are tough and you are taking this on uh, because you believe in uh, uh, the relationship and you are learning to retrust your partner again. And here's what's valuable about this piece by, by kind of checking in and doing this with your partner. Your partner now has the opportunity to create the space to be encouraging. And, and I would even ask your partner to not be defensive because we can default to that even if we don't want to. And suddenly we're, we're defensive because of our own guilt, insecurities, whatever, right? And so ask for the kind of space that you want. I want to check in with you and I want to tell you about where I'm at. I'm not going to dump on you. That's what I'm going to do with my therapist. But with you, I, do, I want to check in. I want to tell you some days it's tough and some days it's not. I just I want to do this together, right? And if your partner is encouraging and supportive and has the ability to hold that space, then that's only going to help with the forgiveness, right? Now, if your partner is like, fuck that, you go do it by yourself. It's not my job. Then, <laughs> then I have some other questions for you uh, about the relationship and if it's worth uh, trying to repair. But uh, giving your partner the opportunity to hold that space that's going to be safe and encouraging is going to build trust. And this is what's really important because as you forgive, you got to start rebuilding trust. And the, and I think it kind of feeds into each other where you, if you trust the person more and that trust is built, it's easier to forgive. It's really hard to forgive if uh, you're, you're not building trust or if, you're, if your partner is not earning that trust, right? 
it's going to be very hard to forgive. I mean, try to try to forgive someone for infidelity, and at the same time, um, you're you're uh, uh, you're finding you know numbers in your your partner's uh, uh, pocket. And wait, by the way, that that anal- that example is very outdated. No, no one gets uh, phone numbers. No one writes down phone numbers on a piece of paper when they're trying to pick someone up. Um, and then puts it in their, their coat pocket. That's like an 80s, uh, maybe 90s kind of uh, terminology. I don't think it exists much anymore. Um, but whatever, uh, DMs, right? Maybe that's the language today is uh, you're finding DMs. Uh, that, that's that's, that's going to make it so, it's going to keep, it's peeling a scab, right? It's going to keep breaking trust. So if you communicate with your partner, the space that you need and your partner uh, shows you he or she has the ability to provide that space. Now there's relationship glue being produced. And so there's that other thing that's happening that's going to help with the forgiveness. And you guys are doing this together. The other thing is that since you guys are doing this together, you're, you're tackling it as if the infide- infidelity um, is this outside thing that came into the relationship, right? So instead of pointing fingers now, obviously, um, someone broke the contract, someone did something wrong. I get it. But you got to stop blaming and you got to hold hands and you have to kind of uh, do this together. Now, <laughs> I'll be honest, most people can't do this. And this is why it's one of the hardest things to, to repair, recover from uh, is uh, infidelity. So why is it hard? Um, because you're human and because you remember and relationships fluctuate and some days you feel safe and some days you don't it's there's an ebb and flow right that's why it's hard why is it hard because uh you felt betrayed and because it hurt and someone broke your trust right why is it hard because now you feel insecure the rug was pulled out from underneath you it's okay that it's hard it's okay that forgiveness takes time and it's okay that some days you want to forgive this person and some days you don't you know that's part of the process i think what's important is that you're really honest with yourself and that where you're at in this whole forgiveness process assuming that you wanted to forgive and that you're honest with your partner right those two things i would really um, front load, being honest with yourself daily, being honest with your partner, giving your partner the opportunity to hold all the fluctuation and the dark tunnels you're going to go through as you forgive. At the same time, you're responsible, meaning you shouldn't dump everything on your partner. Uh, you should, you know, as you like, let's say one day you're just furious and uh, yes, you've made the decision to forgive and things have been going relatively well, but say for some reason you wake up and you're pissed off and you're like, holy shit, my partner's penis was in someone else, whatever, right? You start, you start going down the slippery well and, and now you're spinning a lot. Well, you probably shouldn't tell your partner over breakfast that you're, you know, fears. And I mean, you might say, hey, this, today's a hard day, right? Um, you want to process all of the heavy stuff with your therapist. So when I when I say 
that you should do this with your partner. I'm not saying dumping on your partner. You have to gauge what that looks like. What is your responsibility? What is not? I'm saying check in with your partner. I'm saying touch base. I'm saying let your partner know that today it's hard for you and that's why you may feel a little distant, right? And your partner can can be understanding of that. Um, when two people are doing this, when, you're, when your partner is holding that space and earning trust back and when you are being vulnerable and honest with self and partner and doing this together, this is how both of you tackle what happened. This is how both of you tackle the cheating and uh, um, start to earn trust back, start to learn how to trust, start to produce relationship glue, and create legs. Legs uh, – of the relationship. Now, here's the other thing that we don't talk about often that can come of this. Infidelity and cheating can actually reset, reposition the relationship. Um, there's a reason why it happened. Now, it may not be your fault, of course, but you're, you're still 50% of this relationship, right? And there is ownership there is some ownership. I don't know what it is. It's not going to be as much as your partner probably, uh, but there is something. Maybe you uh, were distant. Maybe you, uh, you didn't take uh, ownership of um, the chemistry that was fading. Maybe you didn't do your part. You know, uh, Yes, your partner was the one that did something wrong, but you definitely contributed somehow to the dynamic of the relationship and the dynamic of the relationship is collaborative, right? It's not just one person in this. So it's very empowering to take ownership on any level. And by doing so, and hopefully your partner is doing the same, uh, you can lay new tracks of the relationship. You can say, oh, once the infidelity happened, it broke trust. I want to rebuild this. Let's rebuild it from the ground up. Let's start over. Right. Let's examine what happened and why. Um, why did you cheat? And you could explain where that came from. Right. Um, I'm curious. <laughs> and I will tell you how I contributed to that, you know, and that's like next level stuff, meaning you may not be ready for this. Even if if you're if you're in this uh, and you're listening to this and you're getting angry. Because you're like, what are you talking about, John? I don't need to own shit because he did the cheating. Okay, you're not in a place to hear this. When you get to a place of hearing this and understanding that you may also have things to own, that's a very empowering place. That is when things tip. That is when I think um, both are at a place where uh, – or at least you are in a place where you can really start to move forward with the the, the healing, forgiving, um, and trusting again. You know, I mean that's what it is. It's uh, forgiving, trusting, and healing. Forgiving, trusting, and healing. It's that process over and over. And uh, sometimes it may take uh, – don't judge the, the, the timeline. It may take a long time or it may not, right? But uh, the silver lining in this is that uh, now you have a chance to – redefine the relationship. Now you have a chance to show up in a different way. Now you have a chance to expect something different, you know, uh, when there is infidelity and, uh, the plane goes down, you can rebuild the plane. 
and many people don't see it this they, many people don't see this opportunity and so it's really important um to see this so you take advantage of this and uh the the relationship uh etch a sketch is shaken and you guys can both draw something brand new thank you for listening before i go uh i want to invite you into uh, my private communities, which I've built on Circle, uh, Single on Purpose, uh, and there's a relationship. Speaking of cheating, uh, there's a relationship couples community, and there's a men's group in there as well called Miserable Fucks. <laughs> and uh, I've got moderators. I've got live um, hangs and chats, and you know, there's no algorithms. There's no ads, and so it's a very potent community where uh, there's lots of forums and conversations, and you could uh, – grow through community and each other so you don't have to do it alone anyway just go to uh theangrytherapist.com actually just go to my instagram at theangrytherapist and hit my bio link and you'll see it front and center thank you for listening be well listen if you are great at helping other people and you have a passion for that and you want to find personal freedom and level up the skills you already have it's time to become a life coach journey coaching When I became a coach, there was nothing like this out there. And so I developed this coaching training program alongside Noel Cordo, Journey Coaching. That's J-R-N-I. And it is amazing. It's 100% live. It's everything that I wish I had when I was starting out. Meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, lifetime support, and business development. ICF certified. Just go to theangrytherapist.com, my website, and click on Become a Coach and explore the Journey Coaching Intensive.